0: and a huge big whopping thank you for coming back to listen to season four of everyday burnout conversations oh my god i can't believe it's season four how amazing is this so this season, I'm doing something a little different. I'll be doing bite-sized solo sessions where I'll share little nuggets of wisdom and insight that you can catch while you're on the go or you're chilling out for 10 minutes over the next unfolding weeks. And so if little ears are around, pop your headphones in because oh, there's probably going to be some swears. Anyway, the inspo behind these solo sessions is that we are about to walk into the carnage that is also known as the festive season. Absolutely, Christmas is a special time of year for many. The focus of peace, love and giving to others is always a winner when it's at the forefront, isn't it? And besides, who doesn't love a little bit of sparkle-spangle action too? But there's another reality to it. In a nutshell... Many of us come to the end of the year, we take all our exhaustion, anxiety, stress, fears, triggers, all that shit we've been carrying around, and for four weeks we dress it up in tinsel. We then pretend to the world we are fine, we are absolute fine, in fact we are bloody fabulous. And then we go and consume all that extra caffeine, alcohol, fat and sugar, we stop moving, exercising, getting fresh air, we sit in front of the telly for days on end. And because we operate on autopilot to get through the madness, we don't even question why we feel worse and worse as the weeks pass. As if, I don't know, as if that will cure us. As if it will whip away all our problems that have followed us around these past few years. Now, I know, I know I sound cynical, but I'm sorry, I think it's a little bit true. We basically, we take our burnout throw some fairy lights on it and hose it down with baileys like that's not gonna help is it no wonder we don't feel better no wonder we feel worse at the end of it all we start a new year even more depleted and drained and we think i don't understand i've just had all this lovely time treats food anyway so sit tight I'm sharing some of the strategies and approaches that I hope will help you tackle your end-of-year stress and overwhelm and stop you from falling into a puddle of burnout. So this week, I'm starting with a simple question for you, and that is, where are you on the list? it's busy in so many of our homes at the end of the year and we try and cope with all the festivities and try not to drop the balls or the spinning plates we tend to have lists for everything don't we Lists as long as our arms and coming out of our nether regions so again my question is where are you on the list some of you may wince at this and i'll bet it's because you're on the bottom and i know i get it And if you're now listening, feeling, oh God, now I feel awful. Shitty feelings are creeping in. I want you to stop it right now because this is a guilt-free zone. That's a wasted, man-made emotion. Besides, don't worry, I didn't even put myself on the list. It's one of the contributing factors that landed me in burnout. So you're at the bottom, well, you're still one ahead of me. (laughs) You're doing okay, but let's get you to the top. This has to change. We cannot expect to live our lives in the point of depletion. No gold stars should be given out for operating from the point of zero. Because before we can love and adore anyone in our lives, we have to start off loving ourselves. And that's, that's kind of different for my generation. That messaging is different. I'm in my mid-40s and we were kind of raised on this shit of, you know, women... Good wives, good daughters, good um, mothers, friends. They're good because they don't think of themselves. Like, women are being praised for spending all the hours under the sun on others. And it's so bloody wrong. It's so damaging for these stories to continue making the rounds. It's the last thing we want for the young women and girls of the world to think this is actually okay and legit. No, we've got to stop this now you know that old adage like you can't pour from an empty cup that's great but a little polish rebrand wouldn't hurt it wouldn't go amiss what we need to do is grab that teacup and take it one step further yes we need to fill our emotional cup up first better still fill it up to the point of overflowing and then and only then we should be serving others from the overflow of the saucer Now, some of you may wince at that too. It it feels impossible, doesn't it, when you're raising kids, caring for vulnerable or aging loved ones. You're getting that, that habitual hamster wheel of just giving, giving, giving. But these are unprecedented times. The world is, oof, heavy. But the world has also, for the past few years, been telling us to slow the fuck down. We cannot live at this fast pace anymore. We know that. It's not sustainable. It's not bloody fun either. We need some new habits, new ways of operating, new approaches, ones that align better to our health and align to us feeling some joy and fulfillment in our day. Now, it takes practice to establish new habits, doesn't it? It takes practice to slow down. I should know this. Literally, Oh my gosh, literally this time last year, I I was thinking, what is wrong with me? Because I was almost at the point of burning out talking about bloody burnout, which is bonkers, isn't it? It really is, but it is what it is. I was just so tired. I was putting all my energy into spreading the word and raising the burnout awareness. But I was doing it from a place of those old habits of just... Working hard, not resting enough, not having that balance, not having that nourishment for myself. I don't know. If you are a list maker, how about this? Okay, because practice can only happen when we take small steps towards goals, doesn't it? Like, let's take those small steps towards slowing down, prioritizing our health, prioritizing our wellness. Caring for our own needs and, I don't know, putting, prioritising our joy. We're allowed to bloody do that. So, how about for the next week, you start off your to-do list every day with one thing for yourself. And you start the day off with that one thing for yourself. And you're going to do it because you're going to honour, not berate, but you're going to honour what your body needs, what your nervous system needs, because it's going to be triggered left, right and centre soon. So with that in mind, at the top of the to-do list needs to go something that soothes you. Is it like a meditation? There's like amazing free guided ones on YouTube and Spotify. Is it reading a book, a novel, something to escape into, even if it's just 20 minutes in the morning with a cup of tea? Is it stretching doing a little bit of yoga is it listening to a podcast is it sitting in silence is it looking you know outside at the clouds stepping outside getting some fresh air none of this needs to cost anything none of it needs to interrupt normal service none of it needs to involve anyone it certainly doesn't require anyone's permission instead you're gonna you're gonna look after yourself you're going to take yourself under your wing. You're going to love yourself. You're going to nurture yourself. You're going to do you. So this week, the aim is start the to-do list with something small. Action's the name of the game here, but start with something small, and something for you, and you're going to start the day with you. I remember working, like years ago, I worked with a brilliant psychotherapist, he was amazing, in paediatrics. And he said that to do his job, to support the parents, the families, the the children, the patients affected by chronic and life-threatening sickness and palliative care, to support them as best as he could, he made it a non-negotiable to start and end his day with himself. It was the only way he could operate and do this. So, let's start the day and list with you. Now, I promise you it's a super small change that can happily snowball into something bigger with such a positive impact. After all, like, let's face it, you can't. You can't care for yourself too much, can you? It's not as if you can love yourself too much. You can't overdose on self-love. No one ever got signed off work because, well, that's a shame. She loved herself so much that she met all of her physical, emotional, mental and spiritual needs. Like, so she met all the needs and she went kaboom. No, this can't happen. I feel very passionate about raising awareness of burnout because honestly take it from me it's something that creeps in through the back door and quite often you don't even realize you're burning out you're so focused on everyone else meeting everyone else's needs doing everything else for everyone that you don't even notice that you are just fading you're fading away and this Oh my gosh, this happens so often to so many women at this tricky time of year. You know, women, we're taking the lion's share of a lot of the organising, the prep, the gift buying. Oh my God, it's ridiculous. So, you crack on with that small change. Let's meet back here next week for another little bite-sized bit of goodness for you. And, I don't know, I think it's something... It's small. It's achievable. It's positive. It's impactful. And it's a step in the right direction of loving yourself. I know. We've got nothing to lose doing this, have we? So crack on with that. I'll have a go too. Meet you back here next week and we'll chat more. And thank you for listening. Take care. Bye.